Well, it's time for a footy feed update on afl.com.au. I'm Cal Toomey, and today I'm joined by Mitch Cleary. How are you, Mitch? Going well, thank you, Cal. Now, over the shutdown period in coming weeks, we're going to go club by club through the competition. Just a bit of an update on where we see things headed for 2020 for each club. Today, obviously, we're going to start with the Crows. Adelaide at the top of the list. It's been a couple of dim years for the Crows after that grand final run in 2017. Haven't made the grand, haven't made the finals since then. What are your expectations of Adelaide under Matthew Nix in 2020? I think it would be a big ask for them to make the finals this season. New lists, so many new players they've been filtering through. We saw in round one they played their first draft pick, uh, Fisher Mackesy. So I think if they were just to be in that group outside the finals, somewhere between ninth and 11th or 12th, uh, similar to what they were last year, that would be achievable for the Crows. I think the biggest task for Matthew Nix is to ensure this list doesn't bottom out. They've got the senior guys, Rory Sloan, Taylor Walker. They're only going to be around for a couple more seasons each. Uh, they need to be contending again in the next two or three years, but I don't think this is the season. Were you concerned with what you saw in round one? A little bit. And the biggest issue I felt was out of the midfield. Uh, and I thought it was one of their biggest strengths heading into the season. Matt and Brad Crouch, Rory Sloan, uh, they threw Brody Smith in there for a different look. Uh, in round one as well. And they were smashed at the centre clearances. Sam Naismith uh, led the Swans in that department, 20 to five out of the centre clearance. And I know they've moved on Sam Jacobs. Rolly O'Brien had a, had a breakout 2019, but a big burden falls on his shoulders now to ensure that he can stand up with the rest of the competition's ruckman. Because if they're losing that department, uh, I would argue that the rest of their game will fall down because so much emphasis is placed on those uh, gun inside midfielders. Speaking of guns, we haven't seen Tom Duday for a while with that knee reconstruction. Tell us about his progress and when we hope to see him back out there. Yeah, disappointing. He received a couple of setbacks during pre-season. It was obviously round one last season when he went down against the Hawks uh, with that ACL. We we're hoping he's going to be there for round one. Just hyperextended his knee at training uh, late in the pre-season. That's why he wasn't there. But when it comes to players who will benefit from this eight, ten-week, who knows how long, uh, break, Cal. I think Tom Duday falls in, well and truly into that bracket. The end of the leadership group this season, um, we've only seen him at AFL level for one full proper season, but that's how how much they rate him at the Crows. And, and just hearing Matthew Nix in pre-season, they had to have him in that leadership group because of how much he respect he commands around the group. Uh, I think he only grew in their estimates in his season out uh, he had last year. So yeah. I think he, along, along with Fisher Mackesy, and you can't forget, Daniel Talia is only 28. It feels like he's been around forever. <laughs> that is the core of their back line uh, going forward. And I can't wait to see Tom Duday back on the park. It'd be interesting to see how they do team up because Fisher Mackesy's one of his strengths is that intercept marking. Obviously, that's the role that Duday generally plays as well. But Fisher Mackesy, probably a little bit taller and able to lock down too. And I thought he was quite good, you know, given um, the circumstances in round one and his preseason form was pretty excellent too. They obviously went back down the draft to be able to pick up Mackesy uh, at pick six. They're eyeing off him or Dylan Stevens. Stevens went the pick beforehand um, to the Swans, and then they pick up uh, Mackesy in the next selection. So that would be one to follow this year in terms of their younger players. An interesting one that they did use an early pick on a couple of years ago, though, was Jordan Gallucci. Mm. And we probably haven't seen him uh, hit the sort of heights that they would have hoped so far at AFL level. It looms as a pretty big year for him. It does fourth season at AFL level, out of contract heading into the year. And um, you don't often hear coaches put the emphasis on these players in pre-season, but that's what Matthew Nix did uh, during this year's summer, said that 
He's just not quite hitting um, a few of the areas they're hoping for him to hit. And quite a few of the other guys have gone past him. Lockie Murphy now looks like a mainstay in that front half. Ben Davis uh, played and looked all right in round one. Tyson Stengel has taken the, the spot from Eddie Betts. And we saw Ned McHenry, another first rounder. Chase Jones, um, McHenry's yet to play because he's been battling a few niggles. But uh, Chase Jones is around that half forward, small forward. Also, Shane McAdam. We didn't see yeah. much of him last year, but you'd think that over time this season, if games can get back, he'll be right in the in the frame there for that spot. Absolutely. And so Jordan deguchi has gone from probably first half of last year having that spot as his own, but a few of the other guys might have gone past him. Murphy, McAdam now. Um, Davis has come, who's put together some good games at Sandford level for a long period of time now. So it's a big year for Jordan Gucci. Um, I think he's well and truly quality enough to be on an AFL list. But with a shortened season, he's the prime example of a player who wouldn't want to start their contract negotiations now. They would like four or five games under their belt before they get the chance to go to the club and say, all right, now it's time to start the ball rolling. So he's the one that I've got my eyes on this year at the Crows. Speaking of contracts, there are a couple of interesting players who uh, we want to talk about. Cole Hardigan, uh, yeah. what's the latest there? Well, this is an interesting one. His name came up a little bit late in last year's trade period, and I had other clubs ringing saying, why is his name being thrown up? He's out of contract at the end of 2020 this season, and I liken it a little bit to Josh Bruce, Cal, where um, his management got on the front foot and started making inquiries to see if there was much interest in Kyle Hardigan obviously knowing that he had 12 more months to run and there may not have been um, a guarantee beyond that uh, by any reckoning. So you look at now, we mentioned Talia only 28. If Tom Duday can get his body right, along with Fisher Mackesy, mm. Jake Kelly plays that third or fourth tall key defender. I just look at Cole Hardigan, who's going to need a big season coming off a big uh, ankle surgery in the off-season as one who other clubs might start to have a look at, and especially if the list sizes get dropped. Um, he could walk into another club. I look at North Melbourne as a, just one example who are short on key stocks. Uh, of course, the big one is Brad Crouch. So mm. much talk last year linking him to Gold Coast. But the way I look at it now is the interest that clubs I'm may have had, St Kilda aren't going to be able to afford Brad Crouch now. They've gone and done it with Hill and Howard. Uh, Gold Coast probably don't need him now with uh, what they did with Hugh Greenwood, Brandon Ellis, and uh, we hope Flanders, Rao, and Anderson can come on. So the interest that Brad Crouch had at the October stage last season, may not be there. So that might work into the Crows' favour. And when uh, list sizes and inevitably the TPP drops, he might have to be um, lowering his asking price before he resigns. Okay, call it now. Where, where does it sit with Brad Crouch, if you had to call it? I think he stays. Just just given yep. the, um, the lack of market need for him now, um, North Melbourne probably don't need a gun inside mid because they've stocked up so much in that department. Yep. St Kilda, um, do they have the money? I don't personally think so because they've done with a Zach Jones, a Bradley Hill and a Dougal Howard. And the Gold Coast, yes, they could do with Brad Crouch, but I think there's so many other areas that the Suns need addressing rather than their midfield now. So unless the club uh, bobs up, I've still got my eyes on Geelong. They did inquire last year. The Tim Kelly replacement um, is going to be a need, but if I was to say right now, I think Brad Crouch is a Crows player uh, in the years to come. All right, one to watch throughout 2020 for sure. Mitch, thanks for your time. Thanks, Cal. We'll be back soon with all the latest clubs and all the latest news on your club from around the country.